Hello and welcome to Audio Gyan, an Indian podcast for those interested in design, philosophy and arts. Audio Gyan documents thoughts, ideas and insights from known and unknown gems of India who have done some remarkable work in their field of interest. Visit audiogyan.com for more Gyan sessions. Today I have a guest who needs no introduction Rajat Kapoor but just for the formality Rajat is an actor writer and director born in 1961 Delhi he's famous for work in Dil Chahta Hai and many other films but one of my favorite Aankhon Dekhi he's a uh, very active uh, in theater but today we'll be speaking about independent cinema in general so thanks Rajat for giving us your time it's a real honor to have you on audio gang thank you kidar my pleasure yeah Uh, so today we'll try and understand the landscape of overall Indian uh, independent cinema in India. So mm-hmm. the first uh, thing which I wanted to ask you is what is uh, independent cinema? I mean, uh, what defines it? Is it the way it is distributed? Is it the way it's financed? Is it something parallel like parallel cinema? What exactly is uh, just to give, set context? What is independent cinema? You know, uh, in a way, all these definitions are correct. Uh, independent cinema is that which is not mainstream. Mm-hmm. uh it does not have stars it does not have the formula uh that mainstream has uh distribution pattern is different and all of that true but in to my understanding independent cinema is something that is independent in its thought you know and in that is uh that is what i think really defines it mm-hmm. uh so i would say christopher nolan is an independent filmmaker Oh. you know he makes films which are i don't know 100 million dollar budget or more, more. but uh, but for me he's the or coen brothers in in the us or yeah. woody allen in spite of studio backing or not i i don't think that is eventually the 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 mark of an independent film uh but a film which tries to do something uh how shall i say it but Uh, a film that has the stamp of the director's vision on it okay you know which makes it a unique expression which makes it like any other film ever made okay you know and i think uh, that is the beginning of independent uh, thinking uh, i'm very attracted to what the kayedu cinema people started in the uh, late 50s and early 60s uh, as the author theory you know mm-hmm. so they they looked at hitchcock and they looked at john ford uh, and howard hawks and they said even though these people these filmmakers are working with the studio system with big stars mm-hmm. there is a thread linking all their films there is a there is an author there okay and that became the author theory there's a definite signature of the of the filmmaker mm-hmm. in the way uh, the 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 stories go in the way the the, the camera moves in the way the lens there is a you know you look at a painting of uh, uh, van gogh hmm. and you know it's a van gogh yeah. you know there is yeah. no uh, question there yeah. Yeah, yeah so th- that is the kind of stamp that a filmmaker can have or should have i think or any work of art should have mm-hmm. if it does not then then what are you doing then what are you making if it's a anonymous film hmm. that anybody else could have made hmm. it's no good in in my thinking mm-hmm. but does that mean that uh, you intentionally not make it from a commercial standpoint Oh well, I think that is a, that is a given uh yeah. because if you you see when you're making a film from the commercial standpoint yeah. like you said mm-hmm. uh then that comes before anything else right oh, okay 
because that defines the genre that defines the treatment that defines everything mm-hmm. so you've already started from the wrong end i would say when you're <laughs> writing a book you don't start saying okay i want to send f- i want to sell 5 million copies no mm-hmm. you can't write like that yeah, yeah. you're writing because there is something within you <laughs> yeah. that needs to come out mm. and it needs to come out in your voice that mm. is the most important otherwise it's it's shit yeah. otherwise what's the point yeah 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 makes sense uh so yeah i mean what is the biggest challenge which uh, india cinema is facing today uh today or yesterday or, or tomorrow oh, yeah, yeah. it's not very different uh, uh the main challenge has been uh funding okay. who who funds this kind of cinema yeah uh in the 70s uh, when nfdc was formed in india mm. that really gave a boost to it was not known as indie cinema at that time mm. uh, they were called art films or, or parallel films or whatever they were called mm. but uh, you know filmmakers like kumar shani manikal said mirza kundan shah vinod chopra mm-hmm. everybody ketan mehta everybody more or less made their first film uh, through nfdc or some other form of form of uh, state funding mm mm-hmm. uh then nmdc stopped producing films by mid 80s or 90s hmm. and that became a really i think a dark ticket for for indian cinema in terms of new creative ideas hmm. and may i know why did they stop uh this this whole thing about liberalization that state should not be uh, looking at uh, uh interfering or, or intervening in arts so mm-hmm. there was a withdrawal okay uh, okay uh maybe films should find their own money and which is fine as an idea but i think it really hurt the whole uh, movement because mm-hmm. i think the state needs to be active mm-hmm. uh when it concerns art mm-hmm. um so anyway that happened it's a historical thing now yeah. you can't go back and change it <laughs> yeah uh and then multiplexes started in uh, early 2000 and we thought this is a new space for our kind of films mm-hmm. <coughs> which it was mm-hmm. for about 6 or 7 years. Hmm. Uh also what happened that the audience which had stopped going to to cinema in the 80s and 90s hmm. because the state of our cinema halls was very bad. Yeah. Satellite television had come in. Uh so people had stopped going out and started staying in. Yeah. With the coming of the multiplexes this audience ventured out again. Hmm. And this was in the metros uh, yeah. was our audience. Yeah. so films like kostaka gosla or or uh, in my case mixed doubles ragurumio or bheja fry were made in that time mm. and it looked like uh, there there's a new opening mm. but again by 2008 2009 i think the mainstream cinema made a big comeback mm. and this uh, little space of multiplexes mm-hmm. was taken over by by the mainstream mm. again mm. so things are not so bright uh, <laughs> uh, again even though i would say that there is a there is an audience hmm. yeah you know yeah. Uh, it's very little in number but there is an audience which is demanding better content hmm. which is exposed to world cinema because of dvds etc yeah. etc et torrent <laughs> and torrent yeah. exactly yeah. Uh, so there is an audience but unfortunately like you said this audience had r- would rather rather watch our films on torrent on yeah. Yeah. online without paying for paying the bloody for, ticket yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah that's a pain in the ass yeah uh Yeah so there is an audience there is a hope uh, that things will get better mm. now with the coming of uh, Netflix and Amazon and and other platforms mm. uh for example aankhon dekhi which not many people saw in the cinemas mm. 
has been watched constantly on on uh, television on star select yeah. on netflix and then every day i get two three five people you know tweeting to me yes. sir i just saw your film yeah uh, so yeah in that sense films have a life if they're worthy of it mm-hmm. uh, so it's both good and bad i mean it's exciting but you know my uh, thing kedar is constantly uh not about the circumstances around us mm-hmm. that has been there will be there but that can't stop you from doing what you want to do yeah from doing what you believe in yeah uh so finally i think the buck stops at the filmmakers you know mm-hmm. uh we have to push ourselves we have to uh really push the envelope we have to think of uh various think, ways to fund yourself not only fund but i'm saying we get uh, we we compromise too easily maybe and we we cry too easily and we say this is not there that is not there i mean screw it mm-hmm. if it is not there find another way yeah, you yeah, know yeah. but we can't stop pushing ourselves we can't stop pushing ourselves from doing greater work better work mm-hmm. uh, otherwise then it's an it's the end you yeah, know yeah 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 so i mean uh, it's great to hear like this uh, and so much passion to build cinema but uh, so the next thing which is which naturally flows is um, why what is the need of such kind of a cinema i mean uh, is what's the role of such films good in question. society and good question yeah why why do indie cinema exist even good question uh, why does art exist Oh, uh, that, like why does flowers bloom? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That that is one way of answering it. Hmm. Uh, the other way is that uh, uh, why do you need uh, uh, kebab? Hmm. I mean, have your dal and chawal and and be happy, no? Mm-hmm. You have dal and chawal. Yeah. Okay, fine. You have your roti and gobi. Hmm. But once in a while, you need something else. You hmm. need something better. Why do you need it? Why do you eat broccoli? yeah screw it <laughs> you know <laughs> hmm. but uh, it's it's not about sustenance why do we need art i don't know because we will get by in a way very easily without art mm-hmm. uh or okay let me put it another way why do you need love hmm. why do you need love yeah. you don't need love yeah. you need sex you need to procreate hmm. you know you need to uh, have children and and uh, have sex and because sex might be a, a physical need an urge uh, so you fulfill that but why do you need love what does it do mm-hmm. and still you you need it you crave mm-hmm. because uh, beyond the body and beyond the mind there are other needs there are spiritual needs there is a need of uh, need to understand things mm-hmm. and i think art somehow fulfills that need uh, it what is it 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 has no purpose in a, in a way Mm-hmm. and yet without it you will die it'll be uh, will be dry why why do you need to look at a tree mm-hmm. but you look at it because it's beautiful mm-hmm. you, you you look at it because it's it's beautiful it's, it does something to your soul it, it does enrich you in in ways you can't uh, which is not tangible mm-hmm. why do you stand on the seashore and look at the waves you know for hours mm-hmm. what does it do mm-hmm. and yet it makes a point it makes a point of where you are in this universe you know what does your existence mean mm-hmm. and i think art continuously uh, strives to do that mm-hmm. uh, whether it's a book why do you listen to music i mean you know yeah. <laughs> classical music <maybe>. classical <laughs> music why would you do that what yeah. does it do to you yeah. you know mm-hmm. uh, so why shouldn't everybody sing in the same way uh, which sells mm-hmm. for example mm-hmm. but no you there is a beauty has no point i'm sorry but 
and yet I think it's essential for for us to uh, to live. Well, I would uh, I would die without beauty. I'm I'm sure uh, most of us will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think art fulfills that need. It's uh, it's not so much about message. It's not so much about uh, uh, making a better world. Of course, it is. Mm-hmm. Everything that we do, we hope that it'll be a better world. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the long run, yes, everything is uh, directed towards that, mm-hmm. but not in a one-to-one thing. It's not that I make a film like this and this will change. No, art can't do that mm-hmm. because this is not a propaganda film. Or it's not a you know, mm-hmm. but it gives you a, a an but experience. But art has that power, right, to change uh, mindsets of people and like uh, change perspectives in mm-hmm. society at right. large, right? Right, it does. It does absolutely. Uh, but everything does. Mm-hmm. Uh, that. Everything does. I mean, you take a stand, and it changes something. Mm-hmm. You, you. Uh, there's a man on Juhu Circle. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, but this oldish man with a beautiful smile. He stands at the crossing with a placard in his hand, mm. which says, "Apne dharam par chalo, sabse pyar karo." In Hindi and in English, he stands there for two, three hours every day. He's changing the world in his own way, you wow. know. And I really believe that. Everything you do, every step you take, every breath you take, has the potential of change. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, everything does, and art is one little uh, cog in that uh, uh, big wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it does more, is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. While it does change the world, it has the power to change the world. Mm-hmm. It gives you something else. It gives you a, a moment of uh, bliss. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I remember one quote by uh, which Pula Deshpande had quoted in. Uh, I think it's a Chinese proverb or something where uh, if you earn one rupee, uh, fifty paise you uh, buy rice and fifty paise you buy a flower. So yeah, rice will rice will make you live and flower will tell you how to live. Yeah, so, so, I mean, it's so beautiful. Exactly, yeah, exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Rice you need because your body needs it, and flower you need for everything else. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, so, uh, the next one is what do you see uh, where do you see future of uh, indie cinema in uh, in India in the next couple of uh, decades uh, because you're very active you're uh, trying to fund your own film through co- crowdfunding which I'll talk about later but uh, where do you see the future and uh, what's the future like I, I'm hoping it's bright but <laughs> your perspective Kedar uh, the thing is I'm an optimist mm-hmm. Uh I'm an optimist every single minute of my life. So, mm-hmm. if you ask an optimist this question, mm-hmm. he will say, yes, it's very bright. Yeah. Uh, it is bright because there are some people who believe. Mm-hmm. It is not bright because of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. It's not bright because socially we are geared towards it, no. Uh, but it's bright only because, let's say, there are 50, 100, 1,000, 10,000 people mm-hmm. who believe in what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, people like you. You mm-hmm. have this uh, thing, audio gyan. I mean, why would anybody do this and waste his time and money on it? Yeah, yeah. you know. But there are people with passion, and they follow their passion. Uh, and if the future is bright, it's because of that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think. Okay. On the other hand, uh, as I think literacy uh, rates improve in our country, mm-hmm. as more and more people are educated, they will ask for better things hmm. you know so educated in a uh, in a, uh, in, a higher sense. Sense, uh, in, in a higher sense in a higher sense because you know art really comes at a very high end of the of education education is not about being literate mm-hmm. but uh, 
also you know in a country where i keep saying it a lot in a country where 50% of the population does not have uh, enough food to eat or 30 28% is below poverty line hmm. i mean to expect that there will be an understanding or an appreciation of art is hmm. a bit much yeah totally. first you have to make those uh, things um, you know which really matter to them mm-hmm. uh, work sanitation food work hmm. a job education yeah and when all these needs are satisfied then you know you might look at a flower mm-hmm. <laughs> otherwise really yeah. there's no point time yeah. to look at the flower because you're worried about your next meal yeah screw the flower where is my food yeah you know? yeah so in that sense in 20 years let's say when hopefully uh, we would have met some of these needs mm. uh, maybe uh, people will be more open to art mm-hmm. cool uh i think yeah i mean uh, this these were the few questions which were regarding uh, overall independent cinema and the last one which i have which is a personal uh, thing to be asked is uh, you uh, your production house is called uh, mithya talkies right that's right so what what does it signify what does it mean and i'll have a follow up question on that as uh, well well it is uh, it came from the film i made in 2009 which was called mithya mm-hmm. uh and uh, yeah what it, does it mean it means that uh, what you see is not what you get mm-hmm. it's a lie mm-hmm. uh, everything is a lie yeah uh, we believe we are doing this but uh, what if you were dreaming mm. in when you dream something you it, it is absolutely real you you believe it mm-hmm. you experience it mm. but when you wake up you realize oh that was a dream mm. so suppose tomorrow morning I wake up and I shit. I never met Kedar. Uh-huh. I dreamt it. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, yeah. that is the mythia that we have to accept. Our mm-hmm. lives are uh, are happening as we experience it. Mm-hmm. But uh, one has to be in a perspective where it could all be a, a lie. Mm-hmm. So I connected this dot with my personal experience, which was Godard's line that uh, cinema being the biggest fraud. Uh, no, Godard so, also said cinema is uh, truth twenty four frames a second. Second, yeah, they were like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, these. So this is this is exactly the paradox yeah. that it is all true, mm-hmm. and yet, which is the idea of Maya in Indian philosophy, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, that it is all there. Of course, it is there. Yeah, and yet it's it's Maya. It's not really there. Your mind is. making you believe that it's it's there yeah, it's not yeah. really there yeah so yeah i mean the last and the follow up question was uh, so what excites you to do cinema why why do you make films uh i have asked myself this question a couple of times mm. when uh, there were long periods of wait between films and i have asked myself why i mean there were times of frustration when i said screw it yaar mm. you know why should i go and meet another producer and then beg for money and and in fact be humiliated in a way mm-hmm. uh why why do you do, do this mm. and the answer i came up with uh, simply is that it's a sickness it's a <laughs> it's a disease that mm-hmm. i can't get rid of mm-hmm. you know it's not like that i say, okay brush my hands and said i'm not going to make another film mm. it's not possible mm-hmm. i have to make another film mm. so it's a almost a compulsion mm. uh it's a good disease to have yeah, <laughs> yeah obviously yeah we need it <laughs> <laughs> yeah we need it mm. otherwise life will be shit mm. uh, so yeah it is not it's nothing it's not about money it's not about fame it's it's a thing that 
has to be done uh, something also it's the only thing i know you know mm. apart from theater and and a little bit of acting mm. this is the only thing i know this is the thing that i've spent now almost 30 years of my life uh, mm-hmm. yeah uh, doing it and i'm getting slightly better at it you know mm. uh, this is the other thing which is interesting kid that some of these things actually most things uh there is no end to it mm. how deep you, you know after 20 years 25 years you start feeling yeah okay i'm i'm learning something mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh i'm not so bad i you know but it, there's no end to it you can keep learning yeah uh, go deeper and deeper deeper and, and deeper and never reach the the end of it yeah. i've started uh, doing tai chi for the last two and a half years oh wow <laughs> and it's the, another thrill like this you know mm-hmm. that after five years of tai chi i would be saying okay not bad now i'm almost yeah. uh, beginning to understand it yeah yeah <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah and yeah. you can really go on for decades and and still learn things every day yeah, yeah you know yeah so there's But, something new every every time you you when i write a script and i've been writing now for 25 years and i'm not bad but every script is a new challenge it's mm. not that because i've written so many uh i will it'll come easy no yeah, it yeah. never comes easy yeah. you know so every time there's a uh demanding and challenging both demanding and challenging and every script comes with its own unique problems mm-hmm. you know yeah so you, what you learn there you can't apply here yeah. you know you have yeah. to crack it yeah. all over again yeah yeah and then that is nice that is uh, the the big challenge which which keeps you going yeah cool uh yeah i think uh, that's a good note to end this uh, uh on a concluding note i wish uh, all the best for your next film uh, rk Let's talk a little about rk rk yeah yeah sure sure uh what is the film about and uh, i'm i'm like i've done my research and it uh, you have a crowdfunding uh, format where you are trying to raise money right. uh, through crowdera.com and so i i urge my listeners at least to contribute as much as they can uh, for the film so that we have more films like aankhon dekhi so can you tell so, us more about rk what happened kedar after aankhon dekhi uh, was released in 2014 mm-hmm. and it got whatever critical uh, acclaim and awards and 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 the love of the audience very mm. important mm. uh i couldn't still raise money for my next film and in the intervening years i wrote four scripts mm-hmm. and with these four scripts i i met almost all the producers mm-hmm. and uh they they're still not willing to fund my film which uh, as you would imagine is very frustrating yeah and absolutely. i'd given myself the deadline of uh, july june this year mm-hmm. 2017 i decided if i don't get money through the proper channel hmm. i will start crowdfunding my film mm-hmm. which is what we did in july we launched uh, rkrk on crowdera.com mm-hmm. uh yeah so uh, funding has started to trickle in mm-hmm. we've already raised about 25 lakhs mm-hmm. but we have a long way to go on that yeah but you know another interesting thing happened while uh, when i started this crowdfunding thing mm. again uh, unknown person to me came mm. from calcutta Hmm. his name is arun gorisraya and he said uh, i have a uh, little money mm-hmm. but i don't want to be part of this crowdfunding thing do you have another script hmm. that you want to do i said oh. yeah there's another script yeah so in fact we are shooting that film called kadak uh, in november december this year oh nice nice, nice. and it's, it's incredible how these things happen you know you when you really put yourself out there and say okay i'm no matter what i'm going to do it hmm. it gets done hmm. you know So yeah we're making kadak uh, next month mm-hmm. uh, November December 
and uh, we'll start shooting RKRK by middle of next year. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm pushing every which way to get more funding for it. Yeah. It'll come. I'm like I said. I'm I'm an optimist. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It'll come. I as per my knowledge, uh, it needs around two point five crores. Two and a half uh, crores is what yeah, you're looking yeah, at. Yeah. But uh, all of it may not come through the crowdfunding platform. Mm -hmm. But I'm hoping at least fifty to sixty percent will come, and mm. then others will join in. Mm -hmm. So. No matter what, RKRK will get made next year. Sure, sure. We are looking forward for it and all the best for it. Thank and once much. again, thanks a lot for giving us your time. And it's a, it's like it was a privilege to talk to you. Pleasure talking to you, Kedar. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you. So that's it from today's Gyan session with Rajat Kapoor. Uh, stay tuned for more Gyan on Audio Gyan next week. Till then, bye. <laughs>